Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of... Woke and Free! Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 33rd episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with you, each, uh, each other, and of course, the world. And we talk about anything and everything that is important to us, to you, to everyone on the planet. And of course, nothing is off the table. Now, in this episode, we're getting... Uh, we're getting a little bit deep. We're talking about self-love with uh, a young influencer that we know and love, and her name is Tanea Cardinellas. Before we dive deep into the subject, we first have a couple of ground rules to cover. First, have you subscribed to Woken Free on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio? If not, please do. We greatly appreciate your love and support of the show. Secondly, have you shared an episode with a friend or family member? If not, get to sharing. Sharing is caring. Have you hollered us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Woken Free? If not, we want to hear from you on social media. For things that's going on in your world, holler at us. And of course, as we shared last week, uh, if you haven't considered reviewing our show and you'd like to, we'd love to hear your feedback. Good, bad, and indifferent. We want to know what, what you're thinking about each episode and about the show generally. So please do give us a review on all of the platforms that you'll find Woken Free at. Juan. Each week we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Last week we shared what was our favorite alien movie. This week we are going to answer this question. If you had one wish for the world, what would that wish be? So for me, I think that's a really hard question because there's so many things. You could point to technology. You could point to um, economic things. You could point to a lot of religious things. But at the end of the day, I would say for me, I would if I could have one wish for the world, it would be for people to be kinder, more compassionate, and more positive. Why? Because too many people enjoy putting down others, uh, as we talked about in our last episode of Creator Hate by Dan Norris. Uh, also, uh, too many people refuse to understand our differences and use those differences to subjugate people to a lesser existence, which is a, a big part of the types of uh, world issues that we're having. And too many people are living in a pit of negativity and then, you know, walking around wondering what the hell's wrong with the world. Okay, what the hell's wrong with you? So uh, stop being so negative. Stop uh, trying to destroy other people's lives and stop using what makes us different as opposed to what makes us more similar to live in a more peaceful, unified existence. But how about yourself? I'm not looking for universal love. I would be looking for universal technology. <laughs> so that it would take the form of consistent broadband internet access for everyone. Not just the slow access that people get or no internet access. This would be high speed gigabit connections to your home for everybody. So everybody can get information at the speed of light or close to it or just do research or protest their governments or do whatever they want on the internet. That's what I think would be right. It'd be like a big equalizer for the whole world having access to the internet. That and, is too and funny. Fast internet. And then of course Netflix on the side. That's always great. Classic. Classic. So I want like peace and love and like human evolution and you want uh, global internet. Yes, that's more important. <laughs> 
Oh no! Come yeah, on. with with the internet, you could bring back more of this. You can get all that stuff wrapped in one little package. Okay. Get your educate. You get almost equal education to everybody, or at least mm-hmm. some access to education that people wouldn't have been privy to before. Mm-hmm. And you also get like um, access to entertainment, access to opportunities, things like that. I think I think the internet's a pretty. Okay. To me, that's an equalizer. Right. It'd be nice for everybody to be kind, but I don't know. Well, you know, a part of what I'm suggesting fits into different categories, right? So to be kind would mean maybe you do get internet for your, your neighbor. Or if you're compassionate, maybe you're a corporation who decides to eat the cost of giving a whole continent internet. So you could get internet through my wish as well if I'm not, you know, it's definitely not. And this is broadband internet. So there's, they have like all these little legal mm-hmm. things in place that kind of prevent broadband even even in the u.s alone everybody doesn't have access to broadband internet well maybe. like some people are still on dial-up speed so wow and oh, that's okay. due to regulations of like who can put their wires where and not having the government able to compete with um like uh private corporations mm-hmm. and, you know there's like issues of that so i, I think it'd be great to f- no matter what everybody just has fast internet <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a okay. nice, it might seem like nothing to us because we have a decent No, it's internet, not that it's nothing, but, but it actually yeah. is like it's a real problem and no, absolutely. the company that gets, solves it first is going to make the big bucks. Absolutely. As Facebook's working on this as well in third world countries trying to get them internet access. Listen, I mean there's like I said it's it's a hard question because you could also say I want I want everyone to have clean water. I want everyone to have a home. You could that do they that, can but I don't know. I, want I don't know if that's the biggest effect. Have, I don't think that's going to have the greatest. I want everyone to be able to have thing access to things that we in America, especially in the great state of New York, take for granted. But, you know, it's it's a difficult question. I think mm. it's something that probably you could sit down with yourself and ask every year and be like, "Wow, you know, it'd be interesting to see how the answer changes." But um, Yeah, I thought about food and i thought mm-hmm. that that'd be good but i don't think that'd be perfect just because you could be fed and you could be without shelter of course so there's there's things no, like that it's, yeah so yeah it's not great but if you have technic i mean i guess technically with broadband internet you could be without shelter but at least that would provide <laughs> you a way to find it you might be or you can even complain oh, to your government gosh. you can go on a twitter rampage well there's always twitter for that that's, yeah that's amazing See? yes I oh, so actually with that consistent broadband, it has to be consistent. It has to be mobile. broadband. <laughs> no, not just that. It has to be uncensored. Oh, yes. True, true, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, don't say why. But. <laughs> there's places that do censor their internet. No, there are countries that do. I'm not going to name yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, I won't yeah, point yeah. them out, but they do that, yeah. and that's not right. Yeah. So you need the uncensored <laughs> internet, too. I think we're going to keep this going to talk about today. Now, who is she? <laughs> She's a 22-year-old senior attending Connecticut College who is obtaining a double major in Africana Studies and Economics. She was born and raised in Harlem. Woohoo! Today is also very involved in her campus, but also heavily involved in the community of social media and blogging. She created a blog called Built by Flaws three years ago to create a space for young women of color struggling with body image issues. And that's why we are really excited to have her perspective, a young person's perspective, on what self-love is, body positivity, all that in between. Okay, Tanea. So each week on our podcast, we like to share something personal about ourselves. And since you're going to be on the podcast, we'd like to hear your answer to this personal share. So the question is, 
if you had one wish to change the world, what would that wish be? Hmm. That's a hard question. <laughs> um, <laughs> it be any wish in the world. And it, it's so, so your wish is like, I don't know, it could be solve world hunger. I'm not saying that's the answer, but it could be something on hmm. the longs, along the, the lines of that. Okay. Um, one wish that I have that could possibly change the world, well, not the world, not the world in general, but like my community would be probably like free access to gyms and like classes about health. Because I feel like in my neighborhood, there's a lot of health problems around, like not having access to know what to eat, what proper foods to eat to, like, avoid certain um, health issues or just having, like, gyms so people could go work out and stuff. Okay. Very interesting. Interesting. Wow. So it would would be access to a gym, and then also would it be, like, some sort of, like, health coach or someone that can, like, tell people what they should eat? Or is it just, like, the gym access alone, or what is like a like gym access free like gym access but also like health classes so you could go like to workshops to learn about like um different type like different types of food or like what you should like learn about your body um because i feel like at doctors like you could go but if you don't know what the term means you have no clue what's actually going on with yourself so like having health classes Gotcha. That's great. Okay. okay. Good one. Well, I think that that's a wonderful share. Um, uh, definitely making us think about that. Um, yeah. I guess the first question maybe for you just to share, um, you know, I'd love for you to share your self-love journey and kind of what, what, what happened and, uh, you know, what brought you to being the woman you are today? Um, I would say in probably like my second year of college, I kind of started my self-love journey. Because in high school, I was very insecure, even though many people thought I was, like, really secure in myself. Um, Mm -hmm. My body image played a big role. So people's judgments on, like, if I was too, like, saying I was too big or saying I was too small really took a toll on me. Um, In my first year of college, like, I went to the gym a lot because I didn't want to gain freshman 15. Um, But I felt like I was doing it to prove other people wrong of saying like oh I look nice or whatever um and I wasn't really like doing it for myself or like loving myself in the process so my second year um I finally was kind of getting accustomed to like being at con and um being away from my family so it was more of like going through a process now of loving myself mentally and emotionally and like physically it kind of came into play by going to the gym and then also eating a certain way, but also like taking time for myself to be in the room and relaxing rather than always being around people. Um, So I would say my second year was really when I like took off on my self-love journey. And then I also um, started my blog built by flaws because I knew I was like not the only one going through this. And I knew I probably wasn't the only one struggling with like having flaws of thinking of like my body not being perfect. Um, mm-hmm. But from there, it's just been like constant growth and learning and unlearning certain things. 
um, like stereotypes or judgments or like being around since you live like in college, you live by yourself. And when you go home, your parents and your family kind of know the old you and they don't know the new person that you are. So like going through that process of like understanding that my parents and my family don't understand who I am um, and trying to alter their image of me. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, it takes a lot of work to do that. (laughs) Absolutely. How would you describe self-love? Um, I would describe self-love as acknowledging your weaknesses and working to make them as strengths. Um, also taking pride in who you are and kind of being a little cocky because sometimes if you're not, like, I feel like with cockiness, sometimes it comes with like you having confidence in yourself and like you're stroking your ego and you're basically putting yourself on a pedestal to say you're great um but not being too cocky um I feel like self-love to me is like half and half of like praising yourself but also understanding where where you could grow and where you can improve um yeah yeah absolutely I would also add um as someone who I think we all are on right like a self-love journey for myself Mm -hmm. uh similar to you right uh I had uh, body image issues and I, and I think a lot of women do, you know, in a society yeah. where women are uh, overtly sexualized and constantly mm-hmm. scrutinized in a way that men are never, uh, it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult to feel empowered when we have more things telling us what's wrong with us than the, what's right with mm-hmm. us, right? So uh, mm-hmm. I would say the other part that I have found that's important with self-love is self-prioritization, right? So like you can love mm-hmm. yourself and you can care for yourself, but if you never take the time to do those daily regiments of like simple acts of just like starting the day mm-hmm. and like for myself only I struggle with like eating enough right because I I always am putting my business or putting goals ahead of just like waking up and literally just having a meal right and uh yeah. if you need to nap taking time to like take care of yourself and like that wellness piece I think is definitely big on um yeah, on your absolutely. self-love journey and then also not only just like you were saying like getting in touch with um with knowing yourself, but also knowing what you don't want, right? And being okay mm-hmm. saying no and being okay telling people that are not good for you that they need to get out of your life. So yep. it's a lot. It is a lot. And it's it's something that changes, right? Your self-love journey now in college is going to be different than when you're in your 30s or when you're in your 40s, mm-hmm. right? So it's very interesting. Uh, would you say there were certain role models that have helped you along the way on this journey? Um. I wouldn't, I don't think so. I kind of went through it, like, by myself. Mm. Um, I did a lot, like, since I was starting a blog, I did a lot of research of, like, what blogging is. Um, I looked at different blogs that, like, kind of focused on the same thing as I did. But I really didn't have a role model. I think I had more of people who I said, um, this is not what I want kind of thing. Because I saw a lot of, like, self-love pages that were of white women rather than black women or women of color. So I'm like, okay, well, this is how they practice self-love. They probably do yoga. Um, <laughs> as a person of color, as a woman of color, I don't, yoga is, part, first of all, I might not have access to even do yoga. And maybe, like, 
started doing yoga, like just dancing to some music that I've danced to when I was younger is more of a self-love practice than doing yoga. So like trying to figure out different, like looking at them and seeing their model and saying, how can I change this? Or how can I tweak this to be something that's for women of color? Um, and how can it benefit me in a way? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I wouldn't really say, I, yeah, I don't think I had any role models that like I looked up to to say like, this is what I want my journey to be like. Because I feel like if I was to do that, I kind of, my self-love journey wouldn't be as effective because I would try to like perfect it to be just like that one person's journey. But everybody's journey is different. Um so yeah, I want to say I had a role model. I'm sorry if I just went on tangent with the question. No, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so can you just describe a little bit more because I, uh, about your blog and like when you started it and what can people see when they arrive on it? Oh uh, yeah, so my blog went through a big transition. When I first started it, it was um, more of me having like reaching out to young women of color to say like, hey, do you have a flaw? Like, what is your flaw? Um, how are you accepting it? And like, what is some advice that you have for um, other young women of color? So I was doing that at first, but it started to die out because there's not a lot of young women of color who's confident enough to share something that people, like something that they feel like is their weakness to other people. Um, So that began to die out. So I started transitioning to just like finding random girls who were like just doing greatness um and succeeding in life and I would just share their story and like praise them and honor them and then I also had a segment where like me and my best friends were just writing articles about giving like life tips as young women um and it just became boring to me and I felt like what I stood for didn't like the how I started my blog it wasn't matching with the person I was at the moment Um, so recently in January, I changed it where now I interview young women, but also women of color who are doing things in life, but finding a way to incorporate that into self-love and self-care. Um, and then I also have a blog section where it's just about me talking about my life and how do I like, I have the example of, um, how do I deal with like stress during the semester of college? Um, I talk about how when um, I went to Senegal, how it was so life-changing for me and I learned so much about my emotions and um, learned how to like actually approach my emotions and not suppress them. So in that part, I also try to talk about like from my perspective and what I'm doing in my growth. And then I also still have this segment of like honoring women of color um just succeeding in life because i feel like sometimes there's a lot of social media outlets and blogs that praise women who are famous but they don't like realize that like they should also praise like just the common woman of like in life like what is she doing like there's so many women in this world that are doing phenomenal things but nobody like acknowledges the work that they do um, so if you was to go on my blog right now, you just will see a bunch of pictures of women of color just basically doing their thing and succeeding in life and trying to just bring as much positivity 
to the roles of women of color and try to um, break down the stereotypes of like women of color not being as successful. Going back to you visiting Senegal, what was it about visiting there that made you get more in touch with your emotions? Um, I would say, like, since this is my last semester of college, um, and I'm an Africana Studies major, I've taken a lot of courses about um, slavery and um, African history or um, Black lives. Um, I'm actually taking an existence in black class and it talks about how do you exist as a black person. And I think all the material from that class of questioning what blackness is and how it was constructed. Um, and then just tying everything I've learned together and actually going to Senegal. I went to Gori Island, which is, um, is where most slaves were like held before they were like shipped to the Americas um, okay. in Senegal. And I think just, like, finally having everything, like, in my head. And then I also went to Senegal for West African dance. So I did a lot of dancing there. And um, I guess, like, placing the emotions, because the piece that we had to perform, um, it was about slaves running away from a plantation. And, like, we had to find not try to like live their life but try to find emotions within our own lives that would kind of like replicate what they were feeling at the moment of running away um and I think what made me approach and like get in tune with my feelings was we was um touring one of the slave houses and I was looking at a view from like the slave master's perspective and then we went downstairs and we looked from like where the slaves were held and I guess, like, seeing how, like, the view was the same thing, but it was just from two different perspectives. And, like, just think of, like, how can one live above other human beings and just treat them differently because of their skin? Um, so just, like, finally touching that, like, little soft spot that's always been in my, like, body of, like, slavery and being Black, um, just finally, like, letting those emotions escape from my body um so that's why Senegal was like really kind of like a it's like a little milestone in my life now because I finally like allowed um like emotions to come out of me that I thought I would like I always try to suppress okay do you agree with how self-love is dealt with publicly in the media Can you give me an example of, like, how, like, media well, portrays? you kind of spoke like, on it earlier. Um, like, so you were saying that you came across, like, in blogs where it was mm -hmm. maybe more women um, not of color, right? So do you feel oh. like, and then similar to kind of some of the arguments that are made with, like, the feminist movement, right? Like, there was, you know, the... Some people argue that the feminist movement wasn't really an inclusive movement as it, when it started and even now. So in in the public view, when it comes to media, either television shows, uh, film, uh, magazines, uh, public people, thought leaders on the subject, when they talk about self-love and, and rituals of self-love, do you feel like it speaks to all people? Is it is it geared towards some communities more than others? Oh, definitely. Self-love is um is a luxury. 
to me is definitely a luxury. Like you, the way media portrays it is like, oh, you can do this to practice self love, such as you go you go to a spa, you could do yoga, you go out with friends, and it's just like for people in my community specifically, I know like going to the spa is the last thing they'll think about saying that's like self love is like self love is a like I really feel like it's a luxury and how media portrays it is for only certain people. Um and I feel like I don't know, it is hard it's hard to explain. I feel like it's not inclusive at all. Okay. Um so for a black woman in college, you feel like you don't see self love as publicly being offered to you is what you would no, say. No, definitely not. Even on my campus, like they'll mm-hmm. have, say for instance, they'll have like a, a event where you can make like little snow globes and it's supposed to like um, help you meditate or like refocus. And I'm like, this is, no, this is not going to help me. I don't know who you think this is going to help. I don't want to see no glitter going down a globe. Like that's not, what I need to do. Like my self-love is probably different. My self-love is probably being around my friends and just talking and talking through like my emotions and talking through my problems. Um, Or maybe it's just that I want to eat some food that's uh, like from my culture. Like I don't want to, like, I don't want to just eat pizza. That's not what I want to eat. Maybe I want to eat some collard greens and some mac and cheese and, you know, just be around love um, and being around good like energy. Um, mm-hmm. So I think sometimes it's just more of self-love sometimes is more of a, a physical thing rather than, and how it's promoted, it's kind of promoted as a physical thing rather than self-love is also about getting into your mental like status and um, making sure your mental health is good, but then also knowing how to express your emotions and how to deal with your emotions. And I feel like with me personally, I know when I was younger my emotions were never spoken about like if I felt some type of way if I felt angry like it wasn't spoken about it was just like you're mad for nothing kind of thing it wasn't like okay today let me figure out why you're mad um so self-love is really about acknowledging things that you suppress a lot and yeah self-love in the media is just like oh go out and spend your money and it'll make you feel better and that's not what self-love is all about all about it's not about just spending money it's more about getting in tune with yourself do you think that uh culturally uh, minorities actually deal with self-love or is that important to our community or do we just kind of like brush it under the rug as you were kind of speaking on just now oh it's definitely brushed under the rug (laughs) it's like you don't I don't want to be, like, I don't want to make it seem like all people of color do this, but, like, growing up around the people I, like, grew up around, um, it was always, like, you can't put yourself first kind of thing. Um, it was, like, make sure your family's good first, and then maybe you could get to yourself. Um, so I think mm-hmm. most people of color um are so accustomed to making sure everybody else is okay before they make sure their self is okay. But I realize that if you're not okay yourself, how can you make sure other people are okay? Um, so it's definitely suppressed because you're taught kind of 
always make sure everybody else is good before you're actually like, okay. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I come from a, I've said it before in the show, um, two really dynamic Jamaican people and uh, (laughs) in in Caribbean or Jamaican culture, at least. Uh, I definitely don't think that self-love is something that's preached. I think that, you know, making sure kind of like similar to what you're saying in the African-American community of your family Mm -hmm. is important. And, uh, and I think for us, I would even beg to say that they would, I was, I think, uh, kind of normalized with the idea of sometimes not taking care of yourself for the betterment of your goals and achievement, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's, that yeah. is very, that's very big in our culture that like, you know, you must do something with yourself in life, right? You must be doctor, mm-hmm. you know? And so like making sure that you're hitting these benchmarks of what society mm-hmm. deems successful and that, and even if that meant, you know, you have no sleep or you don't eat, it's all right, you know? And that's not, that's not self-love. That's not okay. And, but it's a balance, right? So you can't like literally live your life just you know I'm in love with myself I'm taking care of myself and you're not achieving mm-hmm. anything you've got to you know you've got to do things in life so it's a it's yeah. a hard balance right because sometimes I mean not sometimes really rather the the greatest things that we do in this life require the most amount of effort which usually means that you might not sleep the eight hours a day that that you might mm-hmm. not get three meals a day or whatever and and so it, it is a balance but I would like to see in our community the embracement of um, having more, not just thought leaders on it, but having platforms and outlets that are offering us tools and resources. Because like you're saying, the Black narrative is different, right? For for, And even between you and I, right? For you, you might want to eat, like you said, mac and cheese and collard greens. For me, that's like jerk chicken or oxtail Mm -hmm. and rice and peas. And I want to drink cream soda. And I, you know, like, so there's certain food things as well as also certain uh, activities that might be different. So it would be nice to see more outlets geared towards all different communities that speak to the narrative of who who's going to be Definitely. interested in it. Because self-love yeah. has a different picture, has a different face for per community. It definitely does. If you could change the public conversation, what would you do or say? Hmm. The public conversation about self-love, right? Like yeah. If so, you could. How, would yeah. You, how would you change that? Yeah. Um, I definitely would try to have the conversation geared towards women of color specifically, um, but also like changing it is kind of researching different women of color because. Um, like blackness is not just one culture. It's like a mixture of cultures. So everybody else might see self-love differently. So just like making it known that self-love is inclusive and it's it's diverse and it's not just one narrow thing. Um, And really promoting that is about like your mental as well. And it's not just what you physically do, but it's, I feel like, with self-love it's really important to work on your mental before you like you get to the physical part because you could get to the physical you could change the physical for example like my first year of college my problem was I was trying to physically change my body um I wanted to be smaller but like mentally when I still looked in the mirror and I saw myself I still was the same girl I was trying not to be um but then when 
my second like um year of college I started working on my mental of saying like okay like how can I process the fact that like why don't I like my body what is it that's affecting me um why am I allowing like social media and seeing social media models why am I letting that affect me like let's see what the root problem is from inside and then let's work on the physical so just changing the narrative of like self-love being physical when it comes to the sense of body image because that's what's like self-love to me is like about me personally is body image because that's what I've struggled with um somebody else might be struggling differently than that um so if I was to be able to talk about the public narrative of self-love I would talk about it in the frame of body image and how it comes you before you change your body you have to change your mentality about your body Mm, absolutely. I actually want to um, ask a question. So, you know, you, mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I know you're still, uh, you know, finishing up college, so you're still young. But we, you know, we all learn things along the journey, right? And so, at this age yeah. now, if you could have got, if you could go back and give yourself advice with what you know now, when would you go back? Like, how old would you be, and what would you say to yourself? Um. I would give advice to my ninth grade self, mm. and the advice would be talk to your mom. Aww. And the advice <laughs> would be talk to your mom because in ninth grade, I was like literally, I wouldn't eat. Like, I would starve myself, and my mom would always yell at me, and she didn't understand, like, exactly what I was going through. And I think if I spoke to her at that time, um, it would have been a little bit easier for me because once I got to college and I told her everything, like she cried and she's like, why didn't you tell me? Like, I didn't know you was going through this and I didn't know how um how you felt. So I would definitely tell my ninth grade self, talk to your mom and tell her how, like what you're going through. Mm, I love that. Oh, shout out to mom. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> That's my best friend. That's my first best friend. It always will be. Oh, sweet. <laughs> All right. All right. To wrap everything up, uh, how can people get in touch with you and support your platform? Where should they go? Um, so people could contact me on Instagram. I have two accounts. My personal account is B Tanea. So it's B E period Tanea T A N A Y A. And then for my blog, it's Built by Flaws. Instagram is Built by Flaws, B-U-I-L-T-B-Y-F-L-A-W-S. Um, and then from there, the Instagram, it just ha- it connects right to my, in the link, um, you have the website of my blog. Um, yeah, I'm always free to, I'm always checking DMs. So I answer as many questions as I can because I know that if I was, when I was younger, I really wish I had access to this kind of stuff. So I'm always open to answer questions and just talk. If, if Even if somebody just wants to talk, like I'm up for it. Yes, she is always available. She always answers <laughs> me immediately. And Tanea, we are just really excited that you joined the Woken Free family so that you could share your story and uh, and talk about struggles, right? I think in, in life, we see so much content about, you know, like, I'm winning, right? But to, to win is to, yeah. to 
fall forward, right? And it's to embrace yeah. our flaws. It's to embrace everything about ourselves. And, you know, you are beautiful and capable and really powerful. And uh, it's great to, to have, you know, a young person on who's going to who's gonna help inspire other young people to do the same and to be an advocate for yourself and and others, right? So keep doing what you're doing. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. <laughs> and thanks for, for coming on and being yes, a guest. Thank you for joining yes, us. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. We are at that time again. It is coming to the end of our 33rd episode of Well and Free. That was so terrible, love. Uh, <laughs> I know. You should try harder. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> we had quite a lot of fun speaking with our special guests about self-love. And now, I guess, as per usual, will I leave you hanging for what our next episode is going to be about? Drum roll, please. On our next episode, we will be talking all about the ins and outs of being a content creator with Jasmine Grimes. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. Make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, definitely please submit a topic for an upcoming episode and you can share how you feel about things that we've spoken about in the past and you feel like we should revisit it. We're open to all your thoughts. Just visit us on our contact us page at wokeandfree.com. And of course, I say this every single week, we would love to hear from you on social media. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at wokeandfree. And then of course, as well, if you have a scenario that you, you feel like you want to run by us and you want it to submit it for our scenario times, definitely go to the contact us page on WokenFree.com to submit your scenario and we can talk all about it and you can join the conversation. If you did not already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woke and Free Wednesdays. Until next time.